Good morning and welcome to episode fuck. What is this? Oh, is this 99.98? I think it's 99.98. Oh my gosh. Yep, 99.98. Wow. Welcome to episode 99 slash 98, but 99 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. Holy shit, man. Next week's going to be epic, but this is pretty epic too. Because you got you to gotta get to 99 before you get to 100. People and forget shit, that. 99 seems like a lot. Or you can just um, skip pres- or you can skip one along the way and get to 100 that way too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or w- multiple. We don't really know. I didn't go that far back. <laughs> um, so presented by Loyalty Liquors, hosted by the fellas. Aaron, how the hell are you, bro? Uh, I'm great, Benny. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going broke over here. It's it's the juxtaposition of my job where it goes from as oh, yeah. crazy yeah. busy as it can get to as dead as it can get. It's a really, uh, it's always very interesting when it happens because you kind of forget about it. It's the January flash crash. Right. And everybody's, you know, everybody's trying to be healthy. People are doing sober January. People are trying to watch their money. So, you know, this alcohol is one of the things that people cut out. It's, it's not a bad thing. Uh, but I go broke every January. And uh, on top of that, you know, some, some of our crypto investments have been getting slaughtered. Too, yeah. So all Oof, in all. Let's, yeah. Fuck. My, I was actually just going to mention like, oh, so you're broke from your job and you're yeah. also broke. From and your my net worth is going down at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, no, it's all right. It but ben, you know, everybody knows that, you know, this, this time of year is all about finding the positives where you can. So I've been, uh, I've been back in the gym. Let's see what day is it in uh, it's today's the 15th of January. I'm going to the gym after we get done. 15th. So that'll be, that'll be nine workouts so far in the first 15 days of the year. So things are going back, you know, back in the gym, full swing diets back on track. Uh, I just booked my Airbnb for the couple of days. Fights for the rest of us. (laughs) I just, uh, I just booked my Airbnb for uh, the couple of days in San Diego before Samantha's wedding. So fucking life's good, man. You know, and that's only six weeks away. So fucking life's great, buddy. How you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm great as well. Um, you know, just, uh, I guess this week still in Nicaragua had a pretty badass week last week. Um, kind of went off the grid. Um, what we were just talking before this, we last spoke, I was in uh, Las Panitas, mm-hmm. Nicaragua. And then we took a cab to Managua, which is the capital city. Yeah, jumped on a uh, a, a little uh, twin prop plane for an hour ride over to the Little Corn Islands, which okay. was fucking gangster, dude. So we flew on to Big Corn, and then you get on like a thirty-five foot panga boat, and then they take you like it's thirty minutes to Little Corn Island, mm. where there are no cars, no motorcycles, no nothing. It's a walking island, walking Sick. or bicycles. And uh, hung out there for for five days, and uh, we dove, which was badass. Um, it's back in the Caribbean side, so we went from the west coast of Nicaragua to the to the Caribbean side, and now we are back in the middle of Nicaragua at um, 
the island is called Ometepe. It's on this big ass fucking lake that I can't really remember the name right now, but the lake is fucking huge, like massive. And uh, like, so on the island that I'm on, there's a volcano. Yeah. So it's like, it's not a small island whatsoever, but we're just chilling at this pretty badass little hostel. And uh, got like our own private, like, cabana room like very like spanish style architecture really fucking cool overlooking this lake infinity pool um, big deal. but yeah super super yeah yeah super chill nothing uh nothing crazy we're gonna i think we're gonna rent a little uh scooter today and just cruise around or something but um definitely very very neat and they got monkeys here which is kind of fucking creepy i don't know if i like monkeys yet <laughs> uh two two things i just googled little but, corn island and jesus christ i mean this looks oh, like yeah dude that was the that was one of the coolest places i've been uh, ever it's it was it was real life um what's that movie um where they fucking like swiss family robinson like fucking come to this island and you're just there and there's no like you know, there's some little stores and some unbelievable food, but yeah, like it's very, you know, this boat comes over, this little like panga 35 footer comes over every morning. Dude, the way there, so the day we got there to Bighorn Island, and then you jump on this boat and go over. I Aaron, I almost had a serious issue. We we were in the the bow of the boat was like four and a half foot seas yep we would at one point we went like down in a trough of a wave and came up and then like the bow went right back down but then like there was these like um like faux leather pads i don't know what you call that like fucking naga hide or something these like pads on the backs of the seats and it was like a full bench seat so the pad, it was like we were, everyone was soaked. The the pad like stuck to our back. Mm. So the nose of the boat goes up, but then it goes down really fast. And we stayed up with the back of the oh chair. So I was like off the off the ground of the boat like four feet and just came straight down on my left ass. Bro, it, it kills right now, currently. So it's been six days or whatever and uh i was thinking like if i had like fallen an inch to the right i would have broken my tailbone and i would have been traveling to an island (laughs) where the only way to go get any sort of help would have been to take that same exact boat back that doesn't run until the next day and and what can you really even do for a tailbone so right i'm like thankful that i landed just to the on my left ass bro but well, it was fucking it's a good thing you're a hockey player and you got a hockey butt man i mean i kind of quit hockey a long time ago and now i don't really have a hockey butt anymore and it's just bony and it fucking <laughs> oh my god dude that would i mean ben honestly that's like my biggest concern for you is that you know because i you listen i i don't think that you're irresponsible or doing anything like like crazy unsafe but like you know, fucking accidents happen, dude. And like, that's like the gotta be the worst nightmare is like being in a third world country or an, an, a developing country 
and have something like that happen. And it's just like, all right, well, now what, you know? Yeah, so knock on wood. I mean, everything's everything's groovy, but it's just, hey, another story. But fuck, dude, my ass still fucking hurts. So, um, but, and then that, so the captain of that boat just fucking full throttle booked it across twin twin yamaha 200s on a on a 35 foot pango with with 30 people just fucking straight the way back the guy was like a good captain and he fucking kept it at probably half speed we got there in the same exact time not a single person was wet same waves nobody broke their tailbones nobody broke their tailbones um Um, yeah that was a little that that like it the, the, the that reminds me of a time it was it was to like the very end of my time in san diego i went down to uh ocean beach sunset cliffs which is one of my favorite places on the planet i'll definitely be stopping there when when uh johnny and i are out there, in, out there. in a little bit but one of one of my favorite places on the planet and so it's kind of a weird beach because it's as the name suggests it's a bunch of cliffs that run along the shore all the way out to point loma where there's a naval base and so you know most of the cliffs like that there's houses set off of them but the the cliffs just go on for miles and the beach goes on for miles as well but it's like kind of difficult like there's like the main part of the beach where people go where there's like a rope that you hold on to as you go down these rocks to get to and it's it's not anything difficult there's plenty of people who are totally out of shape that can get down there it's not that big a deal but if you if you walk a little bit further you can go down in another spot there is no rope you kind of have to like jump down and then climb back up when you when you're ready to leave but it's just miles of untouched beach there's there's usually nobody there you can walk for miles not see anybody actually i took sean stoneman there one time and like your phone you have no cell phone service once you get down below the cliff so you're just totally immersed in what's in front it's one of my favorite places on the planet so the last time i went it was like right before i was leaving san diego i i was going down in that spot i jumped from this rock you know it's not that it's like a you know probably a four foot drop or whatever i landed my heel straight on a rock that was like just below the surface of the sand and i thought for sure i'd broken my heel bone I didn't have health insurance at the time because I was too old to be on my parents anymore. And I didn't have a full-time job. So I didn't have health insurance. So for three and a half months until I, I had moved back to Connecticut and I finally got a real job back here, I was just like limping around with just like what I thought was for sure broken bones in my foot because I didn't have health insurance. And I was like, well, I can't go get this fixed. It's going to cost me too much. I'll just have to wait till I get insurance. And it turns out it was just like a deep bone bruise. It wasn't, wasn't anything broken or anything like that. But so that's what I imagine like being in a third world country is like, where it's like, you know, you get hurt and you're just going to have to fucking deal with it, I guess. Yeah. But don't get that's hurt. That's why I mean, no, no. I mean, and, but Hey, life happens. Life happens. And, uh, but it's more just like, it's, it's like the, uh, just like the little, you know one full you know week on this beautiful island and all i can think about is like every time i went to sit down i like had to like make sure i didn't sit on my ass because it was like which is like damn near impossible so yeah that was i mean it does it does look incredible did you say you dove you dove while you were out there did we did three dives yeah how was Um, uh how was the wildlife 
the Marines. Oh, uh, very cool, dude. Fucking uh, pack of uh, Eagle Rays. Oh, seven sick. or eight of them. That was pretty badass. Um, but yeah, we did dude. our first dive was kind of shitty. Actually, it was really shitty. And Why? then we don't bad visibility. Um, no, bro. Our fucking the guy, the the owner of the shop. Like we were with like two. We were with a woman who was like in her 70s who hadn't dove for a year, but like has been diving her, you know, her whole life. Then we were with a woman who was just graduated open open water the day before. So has done three dives. And then it was us two. And we get in the water and he was like the most rushed dude ever. We were like it was just like we were like swimming around and then so like we had planned we had like i guess whatever prepped for a it's gonna be like a 45 or 50 minute dive it was at this site called casa and we're gonna it it was like a mound style reef yeah and then there was like a swim so he was like the way he was explaining is like we're gonna go down we're gonna swim around this one and then we have like a a two minute swim which is bullshit over a big sand patch to like another one. So we go down and we dive this first reef and we're already at like 25 minutes. Then we swim against the current for like a five or five minute swim where I was Aaron for the first time in my life diving I was completely out of breath underwater so if you can think of the anxiety that you have I was like just trying to breathe trying to breathe like what depth were you at um 60 feet or something okay yeah we're at 17 meters so 17 times three so not 60 but like uh 51 so yeah so we like get to this other site and then like it was just at this point i think i was sweating while i was swimming because of like the energy i was exerting so then i fucking got colder than you could ever fucking imagine Mm. so then he had told us like before we were prepping the dive that we could if, if we start getting lower on air we could just put up the smb the like the surface marker buoy there and then the boat would come pick us up but the current was like really bad so he which we kind of figured out he wanted us to get back to the mooring line so that we could do our safety stop on the mooring line but then we had to swim all the way back so like rule number one of scuba diving is you start your dive by swimming into the current you swim into the current so the hardest part of your dive is done right off the bat so we went down swam around for 25 minutes and then swam into the hardest current we've ever been in for five minutes to get to this other place to swim around for a few minutes. And then at that point, we're like starting to get low on air. And so we fucking then swim back. It was the, I got like out of the water and I looked at my lady and I was just like, I'm, I'm never diving here again. And she's like, same. And like meeting with this guy. Yeah, and we fucking got like because we were supposed to go on another dive like right after that. I was like, no fucking chance. And uh, so he that was why it just made it a terrible experience. But then we had she had had a friend that she went to that she got her dive master with. Yep. Um, 
that's an that's an instructor on Little Corn Island. We should have just went to her shop right off the bat, but yeah. the other shop that we went to is like technically on paper like better. Yeah. Like a better dive shop, but that was completely wrong. So that was that was an interesting thing for me. I've never been that like uncomfortable. That was my 18th dive. Damn, bro. So, you're fucking racking them up. Yeah, now I got 20. That's that's so, um yeah, dude. It's, that's... it's a it's a it's a mere nothing to my uh to my fiance's uh 140. All right, well, you so. know, <laughs> some people just want to show off. It's fucking all right, we get it. Uh speaking <laughs> of tell tell Toby I said go dogs. Uh shoot, they finally won a national championship. For the yeah, how about that? Year. Hey, hey, how about this? So the whole joke was basically this is my first year as a Georgia fan. Yeah, 14 and one national championship i mean like that's finally, how finally beat bama for the life. first time in fucking Go forever <laughs> yeah uh yeah and not not for nothing i've been i've been throwing some i'm tweet. not saying it was it was all me but but it, it basically it was all me. and you know honestly ben <laughs> listen uh, it's great for me because bill belichick and nick saban have never won a championship in the same year so the the tide lost that means the door's wide open for the Patriots, baby. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've been, I've been, I've been using the old Twitter a little bit lately, and I, I was watching that game on Monday night, and I threw out a tweet because obviously Georgia's quarterback's named Stetson Bennett, the fourth, and he had a play that was fucking brutal. Like he, he was getting taken down, tried to throw the ball, they called it a fumble. Bama recovered and ended up scoring, and I sent out a tweet that said, well that's what you get when your quarterback is named after a hat, I guess. And then literally the next drive, he came out and threw a 45 yard fucking dime to the back corner of the end zone, like perfect touchdown pass. And I was like this age poorly, like that was a bad, bad take. Um, That kid's story is fucking incredible, but uh, yeah. How about that? Georgia, the Juco back to fucking walk on, you know, guys uh, had to get hurt in front of them. Second string. Yeah. That's wild, man. That's why that's why sports is uh, go dogs. The best drama there is, yeah, go dogs. Um, but going back to uh, to your dive story, I mean, yeah, dude, that's like, you know, so when I when I was working at the dive shop in San Diego, obviously we, you know, we did classes there. We had a pool there. We had maybe five or six instructors on the payroll, uh, and so I, you know, I knew all of them, and they're like really, really good people. But more than that, they took it super fucking serious. Like, and like I think. Like scuba diving is just like, you know, kind of to a degree ritzy recreational sport that, you know, is kind of reserved for people with money to a degree. But like at the end of the day, like it can be life and death and it can be fucking hairy. And so like like having people that take it fucking seriously is important. So, you know, you get you go out with a with an instructor and they put you in like shitty situations. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you got to know better than this. Yeah hundred percent. And the other thing is like where I got my certification and, and where Toby got her dive master was one of the, like, probably the best dive. Like now that I like look, take a look back and like, it's one of the best dive shops on the planet. Like yeah. it has to be because like everything was so like, I was, I, we were like talking like after that dive, I was like, if I got certified here, like, I don't even know I'd like scuba diving. Like they were like so fucking thorough at Utila Dive Center, yeah. and like they just—it's just like 
it's basically all they're doing there is just pumping out instructors. Yep. But it's like the info I got from there, I'm like, dude, this guy's doing like a lot of shit wrong. Like here I am on my 18th dive right and i'm like picking out you know nuances that like okay this isn't how shit should be going like so that like and we kept talking and it's like and the (laughs) fact that i got you know like is everything man it's like you ever feel out of breath underwater don't panic just deep breaths slow deep breaths you know till you get your you know and it's just like everything that they taught us there i just kind of ran the playbook back and you know was fine and you know everything was like everything came ended up being okay yeah, it all we worked out safe sure. nobody got injured but it's just like the fact that we even were kind of like in that situation we were just both so aware that it was like that's this is not how you fucking this is not how you do this so then we dove <laughs> we had two unbelievable dives the the last two dives we did that was, you know, when we saw the pack of eagle rays and yep. uh, saw my first shark underwater. Oh, what, what kind? Nurse just shark? a little four foot nurse shark. Nothing nice. crazy, tiny little guy. But hey, got to check that off. Got to see your first shark at some point. So, yeah, bro. Um, I remember when I saw my first shark. Yeah. That wasn't, fucking... like a, that wasn't meant to be like, a, like, oh, look how cool I am. I remember my first shark. <laughs> I remember my first shark. <laughs> no, it sticks with you. But um, hey, dude, do some quick uh, investigative research. Google bull sharks. What is the name of this lake? Lake Nicaragua. Bull sharks. Lake Nicaragua. This is a freshwater oh, lake. Oh, it, it came sharks off. It says right here the bull sharks <laughs> of Lake Nicaragua. Um, although scientists initially thought that Lake Nicaragua shark was a separate species, it's been discovered that they are, in fact, bull sharks. Is it a saltwater lake? I know no, they can live fresh in freshwater. Oh. Um, so then what, uh, is there a population or something? Um, I mean, the lake kind of looks a little like gnarly. Like, I don't know that I would step foot in it. It's like kind of dark. Um, <laughs> God. I'm on, a, I'm on a website called culture, culturetrip.com. 10 things to know before visiting Lake Nicaragua. It's great for bird watching. Different people call the lake different names. There have been plans to build a canal through it. Of course they have, because men can't leave anything alone. There's a volcanic island in the middle. It's the largest lake. In, man, they're really, really burying the lead here. It's the largest <laughs> lake in Central America. It's the only freshwater lake that contains oceanic animal life. Its size makes for some interesting geographical quirks. And then here it is. Bull sharks are found in shallow waters. How do you make that <laughs> the eighth thing on the list? The unpredictable bull shark is one of the most dangerous species in the world's oceans for humans, and they are known to live in Lake Nicaragua. However, they do not generally live in the areas that are most frequented by tourists. Uh, no, it doesn't seem to be any population, uh, but culturetrip.com really doesn't want you to freak out before visiting Lake Nicaragua. So they put bull sharks eight on the list. So yeah, I'm here, I'm looking at it, and I got my eye out for fins, and I haven't seen a fin, so. That's um, good. But that that makes it even scarier. That's what? How do they get it? How do they get in there? Is there a river that runs to the ocean or something? Jumping upstream in the much same way as salmon. They, I I just was told that they possibly went upstream. 
Um, the San Juan River, which connects the lake to the Caribbean Sea, jumping upstream in much the same way as salmon. Oh, Jesus, that's oh, fucking terrifying. great. So they're jumping sharks, too. That's good to know. Uh, so they're, they're, um. they're apex predators that are, I think, it's, I think the most responsible for human shark attacks every year. And they live in fresh, they can live in fresh water and they jump up rivers like, like salmon. <laughs> Great. Yes. Evolution, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Lord. God, that is fucking, uh, that is terrifying. That's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's terrifying nonetheless. Dude, that's you wild. Kidding. But yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, it's like we, we, I guess if we never came here, we would never have really known you or I. Okay. I don't know that yeah. we would have Googled Lake Nicaragua and known if it was bull sharks here. I, you know, it's something that maybe at some point would have come across for me, but oh, I get it now. I see. I'm watching, I'm looking at a map right now. Yeah, I guess this makes sense. Because you're really not that. You've got the Gulf of this map will fucking Tonkin. Yeah, the Gulf of Tonkin, <laughs> where the, the Vietnam War basically started. American false flag, just for all those people who really trust the government um but uh yeah that's well that's something benny please don't get bit, bitten by a bull shark no no i'm actually not I'm, there's no chance i could unless the big huge ferry that we're on that has like trucks Capsized. and shit on it sinks mm. um oh, that could happen crazy shit happens yeah i know yeah it's like the Glad start of a, a horror movie universe. about sharks um so what's what's next on the agenda for you um we're gonna be here we're not here long just here for uh uh today and then we leave tomorrow and then we're heading back to the west coast but we're in like a skinnier area of nicaragua so it's like the coast isn't as or where we're going isn't as far we're going back to the pacific coast but it's only like uh it's like an hour ride from when we get back onto the mainland from the lake or something like that so gonna cruise there uh, spend a few days there it's like a it's like a very um touristy area it's called papoyo mm-hmm. and it's a big surf town so we're gonna hit that up and then start making our way to costa rica and then uh go to the fucking going to my first jungle in costa rica so pretty uh pretty scared of that but do it. Why? Why? I mean, jungles are kind of terrifying. Feels like there's a lot of things that can kill you. Fucking (laughs) shit that can see you that you can't see. Um, Like the other day, for example, Aaron, I would like to share a brief story. On Little Corn Island, we walked. We walked from like the little town area where we're staying to. Actually, we did a damn good job. We walked the whole island, but. One day we went to the, uh, let me think here, the western side of the island. Yep. Um, it's a, like the island's a touch bigger than you'd think. It's 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 not like tiny, but it's you know it's got some some forest in the middle of it, and it's basically five families who are the original surnames of the island. Like they okay. all still live there, so it's pretty pretty fucking cool. Everyone's related. Um, everyone's intermingled. Uh, married into the different families Mm. Uh, i don't know but i was wondering um but we're walking down this like barbed wire pen uh fence like path 
like barbed wire on each side and it's it's signifying the properties and then there's obviously like a right away going through it so we're just going along and all of a sudden i hit a spider web oh my god and i'm like oh shit and i look down on my shirt and there's like a decent sized spider and i just flick them off and that was it kind of got the web off me and just, it, let's call it he was like the size of a nickel like okay. not the body but the whole thing yeah. like the okay. size of sure. a nickel yep um decent sized spider so that little quick spider hit web he webbed me um when i was caught in the web i was like okay this is something that maybe i should look at moving forward going down this path like if there's one here yeah there may be another well five feet ahead there was a fucking tennis ball sized spider oh on a web across the fucking path. <laughs> so then I like hit this. There's no way to go. Like we have to go through this spider. I'm like, what the fuck do we do? So get out a I nine mean, the millimeter only thing I could do. No, I just took like a stick and I, I just knocked the farthest left part of his web. So it dropped, man. Like knock. So it dropped down. And he didn't flinch. He just stayed in place. But then we were like scared to walk through. We walked yeah. through. But dude, I guess it was a banana spider. And it was like, you know, you can Google that real quick if you'd like. I'm going to. I hate, I fucking hate spiders, dude. I'm not like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to be the tough guys like, oh, I'm so tough. Like fucking spiders. Who cares? Like, dude, fuck that. Oh my God. Fuck this thing. <laughs> Fuck this thing to hell, dude. Like they're the banana spider walking on the tree. There's a couple there's a couple pictures of people Toby's holding up their hand. Right yeah, there's a couple pictures of people holding up their hands next to them. The picture I'm looking at right now, and obviously it's depth perception because the kid is behind the web, but this thing looks like it's as big as his fucking face. Fuck this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, no so you. yeah, that's what I mean by jungles, like shit like that. So honestly. Okay, if I'm I, not gonna go down from a from a broken coccyx, I'm going down from a spider bite. I mean, what are these? Are they toxic? Uh, no, I don't think so. Actually, it's banana. They, hopefully not poisonous. They um, are. That's kind of scary. The, no. Yes, banana spiders do bite humans, yes, and they, they are, are poisonous. 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 Their bites to children are particularly deadly. <laughs> Their venom is toxic to the nervous system. Their bites cause symptoms such as excess drooling, irregular heartbeat, and prolonged painful erections. <laughs> One of the things is a prolonged painful erection, man. Oh, God. If, all right, here, Ben, this is important if it happens to you. The spider only bites if held or pinched, and the bite produces localized pain with slight redness, which goes, which quickly goes away. Fatalities yeah, well, from not... the bite of banana spiders are rare if you're close to a well-equipped hospital. So just okay. be close to a hospital, bro, in the jungle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, banana spiders. That's. I, hey, and... speaking of, uh, actually, let's let's step away from spider. The bananas are fucking next level. Bro. Oh, I bet. Just need to throw that up. Granted, it's it's the Banana Republic, this whole area, but they ain't kidding. Like, we were served, and we we can mention um, it was kind of like a thank you, thank you very much. No, uh, no, thank you very much. Oh, walk, yeah, yeah. Just got some some coffee delivered to us. Um, yeah, sounds awful. So we were talking. Fuck, what was I just saying? Lost train of thought. Bananas. Um, Banana spiders, banana. Oh, um, 
I'm pretty sure every banana in a U.S. grocery store is just like dyed yellow because they're serving us green bananas down here that are like ripe. And then hmm. you pull them out of the wrapper and it's fucking delicious. <laughs> it's not like heart. <laughs> pull it out of the banana wrapper. And let me tell you, it is so good. But it, it was it's just weird to me, like, because I wonder if we have this like thought as Americans that a banana is supposed to be yellow. So or or like they, the like the, the thing I was saying about the oranges, how they're like yeah, yeah. you know, they're green, green right? and yellow. Well, I wonder if if it's possible that there's you know maybe some kind of chemical introduced that slows the the ripening of the fruit in the bananas that we get because they have to get shipped, and then by that time the peels right. you know start to, the wrappers I mean start to turn yellow. Um, I don't know, Benny. That's a good question, but I'm sure the fucking the fruit is probably out of this world fresh oh man and the, dude the pineapple yeah. is is white the, it, the it's white pineapple and it holy shit it's like it's i don't know i don't want to say better but it's just like a it's like a more like thorough taste of pineapple if that makes sense like you know mm. sometimes you get a yellow pineapple and there's not even like taste yeah. to it yeah yeah or we're like this looks like there shouldn't be any taste to it but it's like extremely rich in taste that's beautiful, Benny. I, I, just before you, pina, pina. Yeah, I'm pina. sorry. I didn't mean pina. to say. I didn't mean to say pineapple. Fun, fun fact for all you tequila aficionados, by the way, the pina is also the heart of the agave plant that they use to make tequila from. It's called the pina because it looks like a gigantic pineapple. Um, the uh, I was going to say before we went down that path, like I love New England, and one of the reasons I love New England is because it's not necessarily the greatest for anything. But there's not a lot of stuff here that can kill you. You know, it's close enough to everything where, like, it is pretty great. Summers are awesome here. You know, you don't have to worry about getting a hand-sized spider in your face as you're walking in the woods. Ticks, I no. guess. Ticks are, ticks are kind of an inconvenience, and we kind of have a fucking a lot of Yeah, those. they're deadly, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got those, and they're kind of a pain in the ass. Ticks, they're fucking ticks. Everywhere. But, that's, that's... but, like, I was thinking about it. You know, right? Uh, I think today is the fun fact: Lyme disease developed in developed in um, Connecticut. We've actually talked. Everybody about Everybody knows before. that. Um, Did we? Yeah, you. We brought That's it up. That's how many episodes the... of this shit we've done. Yeah, we've talked about the origins of Lyme disease before. <laughs> uh, the today, I think today is either today or yesterday is the 13 year anniversary of me coming back from Australia and talking about a place that where anything could kill you. Like there's, there are spiders in Sydney, Australia, in the city, like find in houses that are like the third most deadly spiders in the world. Uh, the Sydney Brown spider or something like that. And they're just fucking everywhere. So like, you know, you're going to the jungle and that's cool, but like, dude, just, don't get killed by a spider. That's such a shitty way to go out. Get killed by a snake if you're going to get killed by anything like that. No, you know? nope. No, sir. Ain't doing that. Sydney Brown trapdoor spider. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are there poisonous spiders um, in Aaron, Sydney? Yes. I have to say, biggest blue jay I've ever seen in my life was right here um, on uh, Omatepe. Three it's of them, actually. Nice, dude. Yeah, it might not even have been a blue jay. It was probably something bigger. Like a, like a no i'm serious like it was blue i know you are a giant blue jet is there <laughs> such thing as a giant blue jet? Let, me, let me look 
Giant a blue pil- jay. Pileated blue jay. Giant blue jay. Uh, no. Well, oh, here's from from birdforum.net on August 5th, 2004. Here's a post that says crow sized blue jay? Question mark. Oh, that, that was very cr- fact. It oh. was at least crow size, if not bigger. Benny, it might be what's called a magpie jay. Let me look at this thing. Oh, okay. Oh, well, this is weird looking. Uh, all he right, had a this... big hat. They had big hat, like a, yeah, a big I think... tuft of feather up on top of their head. I think what you might be seeing is uh, is a magpie jay. Might be a magpie jay. Uh, this uh, magpie jays are uh, native to the southern part of North America. Sometimes placed, so it would make sense that they'd be in Central America, because these things have big hats on them. Um, this thing, this is officially going off the rails. Let's wrap this up. Episode ninety nine slash ninety eight of Sunday Conversation Podcast, brought to you by Loyalty Lookers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it great show uh, yeah, awesome check out the instagram i don't yeah. even I'm, I'm going on a social media yeah, cleanse it. don't even do it well i'm going on a social don't media cleanse on monday uh from monday till the wedding so don't even bother uh right. benny great chat buddy love you love you bro